because it just reclaiming my time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I cannot. Welcome to Seeing Red the Pod, Episode 9. Today we're going to be talking about some Nebraska issues, specifically the Nebraska 2020 primary. I'm Melody, and I'm here with Stephanie, April, and Trish. Ladies, how are you? Good evening. Doing well. Thanks. How are you? Wonderful. Wonderful. Stephanie, what's going on in your life? You know, uh, just enjoying some quality work time with my seven-year-old co-worker. How about your life? (laughs) Oh, gosh. I mean, we're gardening. Nothing's growing correctly. You know, just kind of the usual springtime kind of stuff. Uh, Trish, what's going on with you? How's your life? Gardened all day. Um, And you're right. I think it was that late snow, but it's a weird spring. So Mm -hmm. I feel like we're playing catch up, but I'm excited about at least my plants in May. (laughs) April. What's going on with your life? I can't say I garden, but I did yard work. And I've realized I've never been out doing yard work this early in the year before. Because normally this is like crazy pants time of year for my job. And so like I have no energy to do anything when I get home. And so it's so early, like all the little saplings that I got to cut and stuff are tiny. And I'm so much easier. April, what are you going to do this summer if you're doing all of your summer stuff now? I don't know. What am I, what's any of us going to do this summer? <laughs> um, April, I have a very, I have a, I have a question about your yard work that is not gardening. Uh, but it actually, this question is gardening. I saw a picture on social media that you have an aspen tree that just keeps failing in various ways. <laughs> what is happening in your yard? Um, we got this, there is a native Nebraska tree that was seriously only discovered a few years ago. And it's called a prairie gold aspen. Ooh, I like that. And name. so I, like I planted it in my yard because we have a giant ash, you know, that is not going to be here for very long. It's old, old anyway. It's been great. I had it all last year. Nothing happened. Not all winter either. And we're out there every single day. Um, and a rabbit was chewing on the stem. And I was like, man, on the trunk. So I had to protect it. And then, like, the leaves all look great. And I was, like, checking out, like, proud mom. And, and some of the leaves were, like, <laughs> looked like they were getting eaten. I've been assured they're not being eaten. That They must have been damaged as buds in the hailstorm. But it better be. It looks a lot better than last year when it got transplanted. We need more rain. I bet if we just had some rain, it would perk right up. Mm -hmm. No, it's actually, it looks good. It looks good. I don't want to water it. I think I may have overwatered it last year. It's a drought Mm. tolerant variety. You're like a helicopter tree mother. Helicopter mother tree person. Uh (laughs) I love it. Well, okay, ladies, I want to talk about what every person in Nebraska is talking about, the most exciting time of the year, the Nebraska <laughs> primaries. So I don't know if I agree with that exciting part. <laughs> the most exciting. What? Does it I everyone love, follow? I love voting. 
I, I love, love voting. I do love and, voting. And I'm going to say something. I'm going to miss really, voting. The really, the best part about the primary is you get to totally vote with your heart. You get to vote on the issues, what's most important to you. And you can really show that with your vote in the primary, which is not always the reality in the general. What, Stephanie, what do you mean by that? Like, why can't I like, what's the difference between the primary and the general? What, what do you think? Well, I think that strong primaries are an important part of our democracy um, and having, I mean, it's when, you know, you don't just have two people from two different parties that are, you know, going on typical party platform. You might have three, at least three candidates in the first congressional, or excuse me, the second congressional district up in Omaha, um, Cara Eastman and Ann Ashford and Gladys um, Harrison, who are all primarying each other for the Democratic position to serve in the house. And you really get to look at what issues they stand for and why that's important to you and support a candidate based on the issues and not just they're red or they're the blue. One you know. <laughs> right. Right. And so, and we had a huge field for the democratic presidential nomination early on. And so people were able to really get behind issues that were important to them. And I think that that's what I really like about the primary. Makes sense. It was really sad. I didn't get to vote in person. Yeah. Me too. It was the first time for me ever. I've ever me too. Me too. Nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to vote by mail-in ballot three years ago because I was due with a baby around the time of the election and I wanted to make sure I got a chance to vote. But normally I vote in person too. I'm actually going to be a poll worker this time. So I actually will be going in person. Although somebody... Well... <sighs> I mean, not really good for me. It's more like it's usually all really, yeah, that's, I mean, usually really old people at my polling place. And I think everyone's polling place and we don't have anybody vulnerable in our house. We are able to stay at home almost all the time. And so it just felt like, I mean, I served in the Peace Corps. Like I feel this duty to the public good and I just did it. So I actually still will get to go to the polling place and I think I'll have to wear a mask for like 13 hours, but you know, it's all right. It's worth it. I wish they would have shut down in-person voting, but they didn't. And I would rather it be me than someone's grandma. Thank you, Melody. Thank you. So, you know, what can you do? Uh, Although I do have a mask that says Democratic Party on it and has like donkeys on it. So I won't be wearing that mask. I'm going to have to wear a different one. (laughs) Yeah. That's a big no-no at the polls. It's a big no-no. I've got a great Um, Star Wars one if you want to borrow it. That's pretty nonpartisan. What about Unikitty? I got Unikitty. (laughs) Oh. Okay, so Melody, I have a question for you. Yes. What race are you most excited about um, that was on your ballot this year? Well, I live in Legislative District 29, Ooh. And that the incumbent mm. is Kate Bowles, who is currently running for Congress. Yeah. Um, go, Kate, go. Yeah. So, so that is an open seat. And it has been predominantly run by Republicans. Kate Bowles is the first Democrat to win that district in 50 years. So it's a tough district. And the Republicans desperately want it back. Mm-hmm. Heineman is fully funding the Republic, like the main Republican candidate. And, you know, so obviously I'm not voting for him, but, but then there's all these other Democrats and like, there's lots of really good people running. So like there's Neil Claiborne, who's the education guy. There's this gal, Lisa Lee. I think she might be a Republican. I'm not sure, but she 
is like this nonprofit woman who's kind of like everywhere. And so it really kind of came down. There were two. Was it Elliot Bostar? Elliot, Elliot Bostar is the one who I Jennifer, picked. Jennifer. Oh, Jennifer Carter. Well, Thank you. you know, I, she was really, I was leaning heavily towards her because, you know, she's a Democratic woman and that alone often is just kind of enough to sway me but she has not been very clear about her stance on reproductive health and like she just recently sent out an email saying she's somewhere in the middle (laughs) and you know I just no there's no middle either you respect the right of women to have medical autonomy and for women and their doctors to decide what's best for them or you don't there's no middle ground. So she mm-hmm. totally lost my vote in that moment. Um, and Elliot Bostar, what I love about him is he is like the environment guy. And there's nobody in the legislature that has the environment as their top issue and yeah. banner that they run. So he was my I think, pick. I think that um, having a voice that's really focused on the ramifications of things we're doing on the environment and clean energy is something that we have been lacking in the legislature. And so I hope that that's something we gain sometime soon. Yeah, for sure. What about, uh, can we talk about District 33, which is Hastings, right? Why is there nobody running against Steve Halloran? What? (laughs) Republican Party, Democratic Party, Libertarian Party, Independents. Where are you? How did you let him run again? He's, He's a terrible... A terrible is Senator. All, the whole body hates him because he's an idiot and he's a fool and he everything he just says everything wrong. Not like politically. He's definitely inaccurate. in the top five, like worst. It's the he uses five. bad science. He says things that aren't logical and don't make sense. Like I don't understand why everybody's just not embarrassed to have him as a senator. And I'm disappointed in all of the political parties in Hastings, Nebraska. You have all failed, all of you. Mm. I just, I cannot. I just cannot believe nobody ran against him. Okay. Uh, April, what is there a candidate that you're like really excited about anywhere in the state? Oh, geez. Patsy Kojons, but she doesn't have an opponent. So, no. And she totally helped her get elected last time. Yep. Um, but yeah, she'll be great on the Board of Ed. Um, I guess exciting to me i can't remember the district number hillgers up in northwest lincoln 47 no 27? 20 21 21 i, don't I think know it's yet. 21 anyway hillgers that's like north northwest northwest counties. he's an nra stooge i'd like to see go back home and there's two people running against him for the democratic ticket mm-hmm. um brody weber who from that part of town. And then there's uh, Joseph Couch. Mm-hmm. And I think he was the first one to say he mm-hmm. was running. Oh, yeah. He's been and, running for a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Such a bummer. Really he's hard. actually, speaking of serving your country, he got called to do National Guard duty in Nebraska. So he is currently serving in the military and is unable to finish Run. out his campaign. And it's it's so awful because he's been running for a whole year and he yeah. doesn't get to see the campaign to the finish line of the primary. That's really a bummer. He's, I really have will be testing COVID-19 patients. That's uh-huh. what the National Guard right. is doing. But he's, he's a really I think that's an exciting race lines. that there's somebody, two, two candidates 
that would be a much better choice up there. <laughs> well, Brody, he's like, what, 22, he's 23? He's a young guy, but he, yep. he was like, he was leading the charge and kept out um, a chicken plant that was going to do bad things Jayfo. to the environment, yeah. bad things for workers. In that um, part of the state. Yep. And he was question. able to keep that out. So. so isn't it the top two vote getters then who, yeah. who, who mm-hmm. move on? So. Mm-hmm. God, I wish it was Brody and Joseph. <laughs> I know. Vote for one of them. I'm not in the right. District. I said I wish I could vote for them. I wish I was in that district. I'm a huge fan of Joseph Couch, uh, but Brody Weber is amazing too. And I, I wish that it was the two of them, and it was just a, a Democratic race. But hopefully, you know, somebody can take out Hilders because he sucks almost as bad as Holleran. <laughs> oh God. Well, <laughs> I mean, he brought him the there, but he tried. <laughs> Hilgers tried to eliminate all of municipal gun laws. So every yep. firearm ordinance in Lincoln, in Hastings, in Grand Island, in Sydney, in Omaha, like he's just thinks what the rest of the state should live under Omaha's gun laws or Omaha shouldn't have any gun laws. Like it's one of the two, right? But if you can't do municipal work, anyway, I have no love for Hilgers. No love. No. Uh, so that is a thing. What about uh, Luann Linehan? What, who is Helen Himes? Do we know anything about her? Running against Lu- We know, like, so, Luann Linehan has, um, she's the one who's trying to defund public schools. She's been the mm-hmm. leader on that. Mm-hmm. So that's bad. Um, I know Allison, I know she's been out knocking doors. And, I mean, she's just, um, she's doing the right things. And she's in it for the right reasons. She's focused on the community um, and education. So... That's what I was going to say. Education people tend to like her, that she would be mm-hmm. much better than Linehan. <laughs> Almost anybody would be. Yeah. What about uh, federal races, Senator? Who do you like? I'm going to Angie Phillips. I was Angie Phillips? about her. Yep, mm-hmm. Angie Phillips. I also oh, think she's... Alicia Shelton would be a fantastic um, mm-hmm. addition to the Senate, too. She has a background in, she does counseling up at Pine Ridge. And she's just really smart. And once again, she's in it for the right reasons to really focus on people. Yeah, I mean, I like both is, of those women. Healthcare is absolutely a top issue federally. We've got to, we can't have people going bankrupt over healthcare. We mm-hmm. never should have allowed that. And we can't continue to allow it. So, you know, that's really important. I just want to give a quick, for anyone listening, if you have not gotten your mail-in ballot at the point that you're listening to this, you're not going to get one. Uh, you missed the deadline, but you can still vote in person and you should put on a mask and do that. And the other thing I wanted to say is if you are a registered nonpartisan, so you are not a Republican, you are not a Democrat, you can get the Democratic ballot and you should. I want to encourage you to get the Democratic ballot because you'll have more races that you get to vote on. If you asked for the nonpartisan ballot, mm-hmm. you'll own, there's just less races and you want your vote to count as much as it can. So make sure you ask for the Democratic ballot. Uh, Republicans should be offering their vote to nonpartisans, but they're monsters and they don't. So, <laughs> No, and if you haven't gotten your ballot yet and you did request it online, um, you can go to the Secretary of State and see if they've sent it out to you yet. I know that they've had a huge number of ballot requests and because of the nature of some of the offices being closed down, uh, things aren't quite as fast as if you maybe requested to get a vote by mail ballot in the past. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I want to give a shout out to the congressional in the congressional race in district one, which is Lincoln and surrounding counties. Mm-hmm. That's district one. And we have two women, Babs Ramsey and Capel's running. I think it is incredibly likely that Capel's will be the one going forward. She's been out fundraising uh, the incumbent Jeff Fortenberry, and she's just got uh, more money and more infrastructure. But seeing red, we got behind Babs Ramsey at, you know, at the very beginning of her race, she was the first candidate to say that she would run against Jeff Fortenberry. She's a trans woman and she has been getting people involved in mm-hmm. election work that have not traditionally been involved. They haven't had candidates that look like them or sound like them and who really understand them. And I think that is, you know, even if Babs doesn't go forward, which, you know, probably isn't likely, but it is so important that people run and everybody is qualified to run. You just have to have opinions and you're qualified to run. And the more diverse kind of people that we get running, the more likely it is we can move things in a better direction for sure. And And like Stephanie was saying, primaries are really a wonderful time to vote because you really can vote your heart. And I yeah. definitely, personally, I'm happy to say I voted for Babs. Um, I think Babs is super inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll be happy if if Babs isn't when to vote for Kate. <laughs> well, and I think it's really important for, I mean, I think it's important for people to think about too. Like if you are voting, the only thing stopping a candidate that you love from winning, it's not the money. It's the votes. The only thing that moves a candidate forward are the votes. Yep. So the harder people work for candidates they love, the more likely your candidate is going to get the votes. Unfortunately, this election cycle, it's kind of changed because a lot of good work could be done by knocking doors and volunteers. And yeah. that was has really been truncated for a lot of folks. So what about uh, District 2, which is Omaha Metro? We've got Kara Eastman, Ann Ashford, Gladys Harrison. I'm glad I didn't have to vote in that district because Kara's <laughs> fantastic and I love Gladys. So that would have been a hard, hard pick for me. Seemed like a tough one to me too. That would have been really difficult. I So last time around two years ago, uh, Kara Eastman and Ann Ashford were both running in the primary. And I thought this last time and I thought this this time, I'm just like intentionally tuning it out because I'm like, oh. I, just, I can't, I can't pick. I can't pick. I just know, um, like Last I know Anne, it was Anne's husband. Brad. It, it was, was Brad. Was it Brad Ashford? Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> I just call I him Anne. It wasn't Ashford. So I could see where. I guess I just intentionally. I, really him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, I know, like, you know, I feel like both on the things that I really care about, it seems like they're all on the same page. And so I've just kind of not paid attention. I hope whoever wins, everybody really rallies behind them because I think we have an honest to God chance to get out Don Bacon. He, he lost or he won the general election by like 10,000 votes and a hundred thousand people did not vote in Mm -hmm. 2018. So 10,000 votes is totally gettable. It's absolutely a flippable district. If people just show up and Mm -hmm. vote I want Don Bacon to be out. That's all that matters to me. So I hope the best candidate wins and they yeah, take him out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. There's anything? An interesting race. There's an interesting race in District 1. Julie Slama 
Was it Ricketts a pointy? Oh, yeah. Is it Slama or awful. Slama? I thought it was Slama. I don't know. Slama, Slama, Salami, whatever. <laughs> That's interesting because she was appointed by yes. the governor. When but Dan then the Wilder. governor is funding her opponent, even though she did everything she was told to do by the governor. Well, and no, he's gone down there in Duntown Halls no, with her. That's not true. Oh, is, it's not true. Is, is Ricketts, no, Heineman is funding her. Yes, let me straighten this out. Ricketts and former Governor Kay Orr are both supporting Slama. Um, okay. It is Heineman is supporting, and Fortenberry are supporting Janet Palmtag, who is another Republican, even though this is nonpartisan. And they have been slamming her with negative ads which is against um, the reagan rule right never talk. it's exactly right even the journal star mentioned that i don't know much there's a third candidate dennis shard and I, I don't know a lot about him but maybe only because there hasn't been a slam against him yet <laughs> well i think slam has had a few missteps so i i'm actually hoping for the heineman candidate um just, it would hmm. it would be a lesser Trish, I never thought I'd hear you say that. <laughs> you know, here's what's Let interesting to me. Missteps? No, was that it, you're hoping she... for the Heinemann candidate, okay? <laughs> I hate Heinemann. I owe. I know. Oh, the child welfare privatization, like, oh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Here's no, what I don't, no. Here's what I don't understand about Slama is that she... I used to work with a woman that knew her and the family and she is beloved by her hometown. She is, you know, went to an Ivy league school. She's kind of, she's done everything right. You know, if, and Privileged. she gets right. She's very poor. She gets this appointee job that is coveted. And then I just feel like she used her time to squander it. She, instead of being really pragmatic and working hard to be a great legislator, she has been, it's like she worked overtime to show the governor her loyalty. And she's done all this weird stuff to appeal yeah. to extremists. Like, well, like at Nazis? the beginning, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like well, when the open carry person showed up at the state legislature, she left the room when proponents of measures to reduce suicide were talking. She left the room, so she doesn't even know what people had to say. And then on her way back into the room, she stopped the guy with the AR-15, shook his hand, and thanked him for coming. It was weird. That is well, not what a rational person does. And then, and then like even her statements on the coronavirus, she was posting things like, I'm just the messenger and this is public health data. What? That's weird. That's weird. She was mad because people couldn't play basketball during a public health crisis. And the thing is, I think she's smarter than that. So I don't understand the social media game that she's playing because I don't actually think she is stupid, but she's doing a lot of stupid things. And it's confusing to me. Depends on who you're beholden to, right? I see I a lot of, I see a lot of what I would perceive as, you know, at least mildly intelligent people doing lots of things that are very stupid because they're appeasing their donors. Um, I also see plenty of candidates or elected officials that I like um, that are do things that I completely disagree with because they're more concerned with their reelection than actually using their time they have right now in office to do positive things for the people that they're serving. Yeah. And that happens with both Republicans and Democrats. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I would encourage everybody to vote in the primary. If you don't have, if you are planning to vote on election day, May 12th, make sure that you have gone to your county's election commissioner to get your sample ballot, just so you know what's going on before you get in there. It's really important when we get a lot of down ballot races like public power and mm-hmm. university regions and well, NRD, National Resource what? Districts. What does an NRD do? They do a lot of land and water management. Um, what does that mean? Maybe for another pod. No. <laughs> All right, let's bring. Let's try to find someone from okay. an NRD and like ask them what someone who's maybe not up for election, or maybe someone who is. I don't know. And well, wait, what, I got one more race I want to mention, ooh. which is like so yes. weird. Say it. It's District Forty Three. It's Brewers District, and you know <gasps> we're all super fans of that guy. Mm-hmm. But um, so as much as I'm not a fan of Brewer, he has an opponent, a Republican opponent that the governor Ricketts is supporting governor Ricketts is trying to push him out. Yeah. Her name is Tanya Storer. Yeah. He must not have, um, you know, towed the Ricketts line. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not enough to his liking. Like he should have for that. But it's another race where I'm glad I don't have to vote Mm -hmm. because I don't want a Ricketts lover and I don't. You know what's weird? I just looked her up real quick, and she has given $550 to the Pete Ricketts for Governor campaign. Gross. How much did Tom Brewer give? Maybe that's... Mm. <laughs> I bet he's given nothing. And his Tom Brewer's uh, campaign oh. was funded by an oil guy in Texas. So Yeah, wait, there's Docker. another one. I got to go on. District 49, Jen Day is running against Legrone. Yeah. And she needs to win. She yes, she does. To win. Yes, she does. I, she's we, awesome. And she has been doing the work. Holy cow. I, I have been following her social media uh-huh. for a while. And what really inspires me is when I see a candidate, they're posting selfies in different neighborhoods, multiple uh-huh. days, like, and they're like, look, I'm out knocking doors. Look, and not only is she knocking doors, but she's posting selfies with groups of people knocking doors. So she's really bringing people together mm-hmm. and has built up an exciting campaign of people who are helping her out. Mm-hmm. So that is a good um, sign. How many district, people are running in that race? Just two or three? Um, which one? Uh, Gen for Day's. Jen Day's race. Just two. Um, and, you know, Andrew Lagrone, Lagrone is from, that's like Blair uh, mm-hmm. and like way north Omaha area that's like way like maybe northwest Omaha I think is up that way but she Lagrone is he is um already committed that he is going to take on abortion legislation he wants to just ban all abortion for everyone uh, everywhere and is he a doctor fact, bullshit he's like I mean he plays one in the legislature oh. <laughs> I thought he was a chiropractor <laughs> sorry Okay, wait, now I'm going to throw out a couple good ones because it sounds like we're almost done here, but um, District 27, Anna Wishart needs to come back. Um, oh, yeah, I think her campaign, I, I heard her opponent was like playing yeah. God Bless America from a van in neighborhoods that wasn't, weren't even in the district, so I that's think that's hilarious. not real. <laughs> Anna's opponent. got this. Anna's district got this. 31. 31 has a lot of people running that they really need to elect Tim Royers. Tim Royers is an award-winning educator, and mm-hmm. he is amazing the man is brilliant i feel like a moron just standing next to him and he knows stuff and he shows up to the legislature and he testifies all the time mm-hmm. 
Are we allowed and... to say that he's also really cute? Or is that a taboo? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so he's been endorsed course... by Melody as really cute. And um, It doesn't hurt. <laughs> I mean, you know. And then, of course, we'd like Carol Blood to come back in District 3. She's yep. badass. Oh, yep. You know we'd what like I love Lynn. about Carol Blood is I didn't really know a lot about her when she first got elected. But she, I, you know, I watch a lot of committee hearings in the legislature. Mm-hmm. And she is it. one of the very few senators that actually researches bills before mm-hmm. they appear in front of her. So when she shows up to a committee hearing and somebody's testifying, she might ask you a really tough question because she has done her homework. Mm-hmm. And that is uncommon for senators mm-hmm. to do their homework before bill hearings. Well, it's a shame so it's uncommon, do. but it, it really is uncommon. And she is yeah. very serious about her policy work in the legislature. And I love her. Um, there's also a... S- State Board of Education race that's up covering up Fremont, yeah. April. No, go ahead. No, I'm the name's escaping me. And oh, I, is that Lisa Fricky? I can't Lisa remember. Fricky, I adore Lisa too. She's amazing. Sorry, Lisa. She's fantastic. She's, Volunteer for her. Make some calls. She's an important voice, and her little Napoleon out in North Platte really loves to poke at her and Patsy for some reason. <laughs> her uh, what? What are you talking about? What's a Napoleon? <laughs> Oh, I don't like to say his name. I know. Oh, oh. Napoleon? <laughs> little Napoleon. He's got, a, he's got a complex of some sort. He he's definitely not little. I think he's, he's got a mental illness. Oh, well, he's little in my head. I've never seen him in real life. <laughs> oh, he's little. Yeah. He, he hates his kids. Little little short arms. Let's put it that way. <laughs> he hates <laughs> children. He right. hates parents. He hates uh, education. He, he, he hates public teachers. teachers. He, yeah. he really hates women. I don't know if we said that, but yeah. oh yeah. I have two things I want to say real quick about the primary. Just before we wrap it up, is that Same. there is a you can still vote um, your presidential preference on your ballot for the Democratic nominee, even though we have a presumptive nominee. I myself proudly voted for Senator Bernie Sanders because I want to make sure he has some delegates to the National Convention because I think it's important to have all shades of blue at the table um, to talk about the platform and policies. And so just because we have a presumptive nominee doesn't mean that your vote doesn't matter and that you have to vote for that person. Yes, um, vote your heart. I, mean, I yes. voted for Elizabeth Warren. Warren. I was very right. excited about it, right. even though I know she is, you know, it's not. It's, it, it's, it was down. painful. It's painful. But um, also, um, there's going to be lots of uh, county Democratic conventions going on across the state um, at the end of May. And so you can always go on to the NDP's website and look for any of that if you'd like to. I'm sure the Republicans are having conventions, too, at some point or not, I'm not sure, but there's some really great people running for a state leadership of the party that impacts what kind of candidates we have um, that we get a vote for and what kind of support we have for county parties in order to help get out the vote and get people involved. So that, that's also really important. That's awesome. April, right. April, final question. Mm. What are you reading? Oh, geez. Ask you me what, what I'm reading. Read- Oh, no, <laughs> Steph- April, you I'm lost sorry. your privilege. You were too slow. Stephanie, what are you reading? No, I was going to say. No, I read- like, we, we, we both can go. We can both go. Okay, fine. back my time. Reclaiming my time. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Go ahead, April. <laughs> I just read 
if you're my age, you probably read Lois Lowery books when you were a kid. She wrote mm-hmm. like Number of the Stars and The Giver, um, which are still classics read today. Um, she's uh, hasn't written a new book in a long time, and she just wrote one. And it is a young adult book, but um, it's short. It's a novel in verse, which mm-hmm. are really popular. They are like a poetry style, but they don't necessarily rhyme, although some of hers does. It is gorgeous. I, I read it. I just flew through it today. What was it's it called? called on, the, on the Horizon. Oh, On the Horizon. And she's telling, she has a personal connection. She was living as a child in Hawaii when Pearl Harbor was bombed. Oh, wow. And so she tells stories of, you know, that place on the horizon during the Pearl Harbor bombing and real stories. And then it alternates with um, stories of the Hiroshima bombing. And she has a connection there too. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say much more, but it was just the most beautiful thing I've read in a really long time. And it, I had to read it out loud. I was telling my husband, I was like, listen to this, listen to this. <laughs> because it just, and even when he wasn't around, I was still reading some of it out loud because like I said, some of it did rhyme and it was true poetry where a lot of novel and verse aren't. It's just less words, which is harder to write and impressive. But this was just breathtaking. Wow. All right. I'm glad I, I gave you your it. time back. Yeah, yeah. Stephanie, what are you reading? <laughs> I should have gone first. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm reading. I'm reading my uh, seven-year-old. We are reading The Wizard of Oz. And so. I've never read it. Oh, well, I hadn't either, which I find unbelievable, but you should read it. It's really good. We try to do a chapter a night. That's not really working. So anyway. So I have read Wizard of Oz. They There's a whole series and there's all these magical. Yeah. yeah. And it, I was reading about the author and there's all kinds of interesting information about the author. Mm -hmm. And, but the one thing that really struck me and I could see it when I was reading the books is he was targeting the books at kids in the Midwest who have barns to play in and they do a lot of imaginary play and they're pretty isolated. And so you can see some of the characters and some of the things that the characters are doing in those books are intentionally written so that you can find things around your house and replicate it in your play as a kid. Mm -hmm. So like, listen, now that you know that, like, listen for that when you're reading it, you're going to see it more clearly. All three of you are brilliant. I love not know that melody. I've also never read it, Stephanie. Well, well I love the gift. The shoes are silver. What? Yeah. The yeah. slippers were yeah. green. Yeah. Now yeah. I have to read it. And I'll have to look for the imaginary play. <laughs> yeah. That is so cool. Anyway. All right. Well, good night, everyone. And, you know, to all of our listeners out in Pod World, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate you. Bye. Go, go vote. Go, go vote. vote. Voting matters. You've been listening to Seeing Red Nebraska, Politics from the Left. Seeing Red is a group blog edited by citizen volunteers and entirely devoted to Nebraska politics. Be sure to check us out at seeingrednebraska.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at seeingredne, on Facebook at seeingrednebraska, or contact us via email at seeingredne at protonmail.com. You can find this pod on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and Stitcher.